Sound familiar? Well, it does, I'm sure, to our guests. You know, and last time Wanda Clark was on the radio with me, you all yelled at me and said, I want more time with Wanda Clark. So 312-981-7200, you can call, you can text. If you have questions for Lucille Balls, former longtime secretary, and Wanda, I think the best thing I can say, my friend, Wanda Clark. Hi. Hi, Steve. It's always fun to talk to you because you knew Lucy, too. I I talked to quite a few people that didn't know Lucy. So when I'm talking to you, it brings back sweet memories. It does for me, too, my friend. And uh, <laughs> I, I think this is where I start. It's how does one become Lucille Ball's secretary? Well, that's a fairy tale, I think. Um, I ended up, because uh, I was born and raised in Oklahoma, but I happened to go to California in 1960 because I had a sister whose husband was in the Air Force at Vandenberg Air Force Base. And I have I loved it there. The first Christmas I was there, we were at the beach in bathing suits having a picnic. And that Christmas in Oklahoma, you don't go to the beach. Anyway, <laughs> I, I met Cleo Smith. Um, and, you know, Cleo was Lucy's cousin, but really raised as a sister because her mother and Lucy's mother were dear, close, loving sisters. And... Uh, Cleo's mother died when she was very young, so Dee Dee just raised Cleo with her own two children, Lucy and their, her brother Fred. And Dee Dee and was Lucy, and Dee Dee was Lucy's mom, so people know right. Dee Dee, her name was Desiree, but everyone called her Dee Dee, even Lucy. But anyway, um, Lucy and Fred, her brother, called Cleo sister until the day they died. So she, they were very, very close. And Lucy and Desi had shared a secretary, but that secretary went with Desi when Lucy bought him out and he left the studio. And uh, Lucy said, I don't need a secretary. Why do I need a secretary for? There's people here that Desi put in place. They do their job. I do my job. I don't need a secretary. Well, after a few meetings with some of those department heads, she says, maybe I do need a secretary. <laughs> And Cleo said, Cleo was working for Lucy at the studio by that time. We met at Look Magazine in Los Angeles. But anyway, um, Cleo said to Lucy, well, I know a girl. Do you want to interview her? And Lucy said, no, if you like her, she's got the job. So I got a job with Lucy, stayed almost 30 years, and it was a long and happy association. Yeah, so... so that's, that's how I got a job with Lucille Ball. So lots of text. Uh, and again, our phone number 312-981-7200, or you can text at that number. And people are saying in one form or another, essentially this. What was she like? Oh, Lucy was warm and generous and uh, uh, very motherly. Even Keith Thibodeau did a book. He played Little Ricky, of course. Um, and talked about how how motherly Lucy was to him because he was a little boy, but she was motherly to everyone and and generous and warm and very very caring. You know, uh, you you, te- you tell so many stories, so I'm just going to prompt you to tell one that I happen to know that you have told and that uh, Lucy herself has told. So at one point in time, and I'll let you pick it up when the time is right here, Wanda. Uh, So at one point in time, Lucy had uh, some uh, new people keeping new housekeepers. 
uh, and they hadn't been in the country necessarily a long time. A lot of famous people lived on her street. And one day a man appeared. He rang the doorbell. He was kind of dressed shabbily, kind of an older gentleman, and he was holding fruits and vegetables in his hand. <laughs> and that was Jimmy Stewart, who was Lucy's next-door next neighbor. And... Um, and he came around the driveway to the side door, not the front door. And uh, the the new cook went to the door and saw this nice gentleman in a kind of an old baggy hat and sweater and uh, with a uh, a basket of vegetables. And and he says, "Oh no, we have vegetable man," and shut the door. <laughs> so, so Jimmy Stewart walked back to his house and called Lucy and says. <laughs> Well, well, you don't want my vegetables anymore. <laughs> so that Lucy told that story on Johnny Carson and every other show she was on. It was it's a charming story. Yeah, he probably said well, 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 something like that. <laughs> uh, Mark, you're on WGN. You're talking to Wanda Clark. Hi, Mark. Yeah, I know that the Desi Lou outfit took on a number of shows, including Star Trek, and I was just wondering whether uh, Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball had any yen for science fiction, or did they take on those shows primarily as entrepreneurial projects? Well, Mark, I was there at the time. Uh, Desi had already left the studio. Lucy bought him out, and she was you know, in head of the studio, head of Desilu, um, and her production people came to her one day and said, uh, you have some development money from CBS, you know, you can spend it or not, whatever you want to do with it. And she says, well, do you have anything in mind? And they said, well, there is a couple of things. And they started describing it to Lucy and... <laughs> One was a project, Star Trek. The other was a project called Mission Impossible. And the third one was uh, Mannix, which was a very successful show. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. But anyway, Lucy gave a go-ahead, a green light is what they called it, to start production on those three series. And, of course, we all know what happened with Star Trek and Mission Impossible. Now, when Lucy sold the studio to Gulf Western Paramount Pictures, uh, uh, they owned Paramount, too. And, and Desilu and Paramount were just next door. There was just a small little old fence between them. Um, so the those all of the merchandise and anything involving those monster hit series went with the studio. Lucy didn't continue getting any... Uh, any funds or anything from all that merchandising. But imagine, you know, so all of the, the, the Mission Impossible movies, all the Star Trek movies, let alone yeah. all of the spinoffs, nothing like that would have ever happened if it wasn't for Lucy. <laughs> Lucy O'Ball signing off on that. Probably. I mean, they, I guess they could have taken it somewhere else, but uh, uh, Lucy signed off on it, and it was a huge success. Now, as to Mark's question, I don't really think Lucy had any particular science fiction uh, thoughts or books. Or, it was just a good story. The script was good, and uh, and that's why they that's why they went ahead with it, and it turned out to be a huge success. Of course, I've heard they even mentioned that once on uh, 
Oh, golly. The Big Bang Theory. Was that the Jim Parsons show? Yes, yes. I, I didn't happen to see it, but that was referred to once because the, the the guys in that show, they were all sciences, rocket sciences, and, and uh, they mentioned that Lucille Ball was the one that <laughs> gave the green light to Star Trek. I well, thought that was kind of interesting. So much more to ask Wanda Clark, and this time around... We will talk to her more so you don't yell at me. 312-981-7200. She's one of my favorite people ever. You get the feel for why, right? Just by listening to her. We'll do that more when we come back. On the telephone with me, Wanda Clark, who happens to be, for many years, the secretary of Lucille Ball. You know, when I talk to Lucy, and as you mentioned, I talk to her periodically. Uh, you know, she mentioned more than once that she really didn't want to live, and she did this on one of the talk shows, too, which shocked America until she was very old. She said, I'll live till I'm, and I don't remember exactly how she put it or what age she gave, but she said essentially that that, and and uh, she didn't, you know, but I think she would have been amazed, and she passed away, she was only 77, but I think she would have been amazed by the fact that so many years later, a movie out, an Academy right. Award-nominated movie out. That's just one thing. Then the documentary came out just recently as well. And her own voice, her own interviews that she did years ago come out in podcast form. I think it was called Let's Talk to Lucy or something like that. Would she have That's been right. as, yeah, would she have been as surprised as I think she might have been, but yet very pleased? Oh, yes. Um, I know I talked with Amy Poehler at length when, about the documentary. Oh, boy, did Amy do a great job. Yes. I'm a big fan of hers now, too. Yeah. Um, and she asked one of her questions to me. I mean, I was never considered to be part of that documentary. She just talked to me, and she said she had some good insight from speaking with me. But she said, what did I think Lucy would think about this documentary? And um, I don't know. Lucy would probably say, oh, don't bother. Go, you know, get a job. Do something interesting. Work. Or, it, it, people that just memorized old TV shows didn't impress Lucy much. And there, a lot of people have done that. <laughs> anyway, I said to Amy in our phone conversation that I says, well, I think Lucy would probably be very pleased with anything Ron Howard was doing because Ronnie Howard, they filmed Mayberry on the Daisy Lee lot and uh, Lucy saw him grow up. And also Ron Howard's father was uh, an actor and he did a Lucy shows. He was a tall, good looking guy and, Lucy did like working with tall, good-looking men. So, but anyway, I think the fact that that Ronnie Howard was producing that documentary would would have made Lucy pleased. Do you think she would so. have been surprised by the fact that you know the other thing is that she did understand the value of laughter, and we talked at length many times about, well, the Norman Cousins book, I forget what that was called, but something about yeah. laughter Laughter is the best medicine. And, yes. and she, she, she understood all that. She did. She was a very big fan of that book. And I, um, 
I, I remember reading it too in those Lucy kind of lived by that a lot. Uh, she kind of called it the art of selfishness. If you don't take care of yourself, uh, then you can't take care of anybody else. Um, but she, she did appreciate, and she had a great sense of humor. Uh, mm. She always said, she said she wasn't funny. She said, I can do funny things, but I don't think funny. So she always liked people that could think funny. Oh, her uh, laugh she, Her laugh was blow, <laughs> blow you off the phone. It was so loud. So let me get yeah. back to some of the text we have. Are you ready for this one, Wanda? So, uh, okay. someone, someone wants to know, what was Lucy's favorite food? Oh, gosh. Lucy liked, uh, liked chicken and uh, potato salad and goulash. I mean, goulash? Uh, Lucy, of course, but the yeah, she 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 liked goulash, and she, the cook would make it. By the time I started with her, Lucy had a full-time cook. Um, but she, Lucy could cook, but simple food. Like, she loved picnic food, and she she loved having picnics. Before I started working for her, uh, see, Desilu and, was three separate studios, all under the um, name Desilu. Uh, one in Culver City and two in Hollywood. And they would have company picnics with hundreds of people and their children. Uh, and so picnics, food, Lucy loved. Um, and she loved caviar. That's about the most exotic food I can re- recall that Lucy really, really liked. What was but, the, uh, uh, another, another question here from a, a texter. What was the funniest thing Lucy ever did? Well, Steve, if you've got another 25 years or so to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, there, Lucy, oh, guys. Well, you know, you mentioned her, the neighbors on her street, Roxbury Drive. I think Life Magazine did a story many years ago about the number, the fame of a huge number of celebrities that lived on that street. And the other next-door neighbor... Lucy told this story often on talk shows, happened to be Jack Benny. And one night uh, at dinner time, the family was, I wasn't there, which I had been. Carol Cook was there and uh, the family, the kids were still young and they were at the dinner table. And Jack came across the driveway and came in the back door, the kitchen door, which was always open, playing his violin. (laughs) <laughs> and he didn't break. He walked around the dining table a couple of times playing the violin. And Lucy just ended up almost on the floor screaming with laughter. And uh, <laughs> and Jack just walked back out the kitchen door and went home. And he just, was, he just had a spur-of-the-moment fun thing to do. And Lucy loved it. I'm so anyway, su- she, I'm surprised she didn't he, have a... I'm surprised he didn't come back asking for tips, right? Well, Gary always said, Lucy's husband, Gary Morton, he, he always added to her story saying, I gave him a tip and he took it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fact, there's a question here about that. Was she truly happily married to Gary or was Desi the love of her life? Oh, Steve, I can talk for days about that. Uh, uh, Gary was married to Lucy longer than she and Desi had been married. And Gary did not embarrass her in public as Desi had done. I mean, Desi thought there was nothing wrong with 
all of the women he, he had. He, he just he said, "What's the matter? You're my wife." But the years of Desi's fooling around with other women uh, took its toll on Lucy. It was just a hurt that she could not get over. But in my opinion, I. Lucy loved Desi, and he loved her um, until the day they died. They just couldn't live peacefully together because of his, he was a heavy drinker and uh, certainly was a womanizer. That's, yeah. I'm not telling tales out of school. No, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been written about. It was in the movie right. we talked about as well. Uh, Wanda, guess what? We're out of time. Okay, it's nice talking to you, Steve. That's terrible, though. We need, you're right, we need a whole day to talk. It is always fun to talk with you. Uh, August 6th would have been Lucy, I think by my math, Wanda, 111th birthday. She passed Uh, away. So so. she was, she was born in 1911. I lose count after a certain number of times. Well, me too. She's been gone as long as she has. Yeah. Because she's still, I'm still so involved with the children and I'm, and people like you ask me to speak about Lucy occasionally, and uh, I'm always happy. makes me happy. I love you. Thank you, Wanda. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. It's always a pleasure.